And welcome to another episode of Purdue University's Make Your Story podcast, celebrating student stories of making and creating new and exciting projects and innovations all over campus. My name is Dr. Annette Bohenek, and I work as an assistant professor and business information specialist at Purdue, and I am your host for today's podcast episode. As a librarian, I frequently see Purdue's library and information resources aiding in the research process that prefaces so many of these projects of making and creating. Today, our story of making comes from a Purdue engineering alumnus, Matt Fitzgerald, who paid tribute to the university with his co-creators in the form of a penny press. This episode tells the tale of his work in taking one of Purdue University's most iconic landmarks, the Bell Tower, and scaling it down to miniature form. I'm so delighted to share this conversation with you. So tell me a little bit more about yourself. What did you study at Purdue and what years were you at Purdue? Sure, sure. Great. So I'm Matt Fitzgerald. I am a 2020 alum of Purdue. Um, graduated right in the middle of the pandemic. They uh, canceled classes right before we were supposed to graduate, which was a bummer. But I was there from 2016 to 2020. Uh, graduated from St. Vider High School in Arlington Heights, Illinois. Um, went to uh, Purdue and originally went into first year engineering, started out in the engineering program. Um, got into computer engineering, didn't really find it to be my type, and then switched over to uh, computer information technology and wound up getting degrees in computer information technology, uh, information technology, or excuse me, computer information technology, systems analysis and design, and a certificate in entrepreneurship and innovation um, from the School of Business. That is awesome. So you're definitely busy, pandemic or not. <laughs> so you definitely yes, came away definitely. with a lot of great experiences. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, well, one thing too that that caught my eye and which is uh, definitely why I asked you on this podcast is the penny press. And then so to our listeners, there was there are actually several instances where I was wandering through the Armstrong building and I so enjoyed seeing this penny press sort of a miniature version of the bell tower we have here on campus at Purdue West Lafayette. And of all people, it turns out that you were the one who was uh, behind the Penny Press project there. So I wanted to talk quite a bit about that since it's such a unique item to have and just such a fun thing to, to have on hand as well here at the university. And so I'd love to hear more about kind of what inspired you to build this Penny Press. Yeah, definitely. But before I get started with all that stuff, I just want to say it was a very big team effort. I was one of the project managers on it. There was another uh, project manager, Sedona. She's awesome. Um, and we both kind of tag teamed it and, and worked together and made this entire project a reality. And the inspiration for this really came from um, the College of Engineering we were celebrating the 150th anniversary of Purdue and every school wanted to do something big to commemorate um, that special occasion and see what was uh, kind of showcase the skills that, this, that the school can provide. So we got a request from at that time, uh, Dean Mung uh, to build something to commemorate that the uh, college of engineering uh, delivered to the 150th anniversary. So we, we kind of got together. They just were like, we should build something. We should do something with this. And uh, our group got together and somebody said, what about a bell tower? And through a bunch of uh, design iterations and uh, different meetings with 
folks uh, like Dean Mung, we were able to make this this thing a reality, which was awesome. And it was huge, uh, a huge undertaking. And we had great industry partners that helped us with it as well. That's awesome. Uh, and I, I definitely want to give your teammates a shout out as well. You mentioned Sedona. Um, if you want to mention Sedona's last name, we'll give. Uh, yes, Sedona Carey. Yes, there's a lot of folks uh, on the team. I, I'm not remembering everybody's name right off the bat. Um, I know um, Matt Grislow was on the team. There were a couple of other folks um, that really, really worked on that. And everybody throughout the couple of years that this project was active, as uh, we were coming, people were coming in and out of the project. Everybody left their mark, which was really cool. And all of those different people were able to make something so awesome and so um, representative of the not only the university that commemorates what's what's going on but something that gives you a little bit of a souvenir too probably the cheapest purdue souvenir you'll get ever so yeah <laughs> so true yeah i think we're, we're all at least vaguely familiar with with the old penny press where if you happen to have one cent on hand and sometimes it's a little more than one cent too but to get that right. souvenir where it essentially squishes the penny and gives you a little design a, and that kind of 51 thing, so. cents yeah. A whopping cents. 51 cents. But on the bright side, <laughs> right. uh, the money the money goes to uh, tuition assistance for the university as oh. well. So the money that came from that did go to tuition assistance, which was cool. So, yeah. Oh, that's so great. Excellent. And then, so I guess uh, my next question is uh, the bell tower in particular, out of all the different places and points of interest on campus, we do have the bell tower, which is one of the big, I think, visual symbols for Purdue. There's a lot of history behind the tower. There's a lot of lore <laughs> behind the bell tower as well. Um, I'm wondering why was the bell tower design uh, your choice of design for this particular project? So that's a great question. Um, and I, you do mention there's a lot of different things. Like we have one of the few universities that have an airport. We have the engineering fountain. We have Armstrong Hall, which is a beautiful building. Uh, the union, so many things that are so, um, so saliently Purdue that it's, it's, a, it was a tough decision to figure out what to, to make, but we obviously chose the bell tower after a bunch of thought. And the reasoning for that came down to, we wanted something to be interactive. If we would have done something with the engineering fountain, we probably would have had to actually do water or things like that. And people could get hurt. Um, other problems could arise from that. Um, and the bell tower was chosen because it was a, I don't want to say an easy shape, but something that we could, we could work with. We could put something inside of the bell tower. We could um, kind of, transport it easier and if we made anything real bigger we already have to take it in two pieces to get it through doors but uh if we made anything bigger it'd be problem to transport got it <laughs> definitely and uh you mentioned at several other points of interest around purdue were any of those like contenders or did you have other contenders as far as the design we we had uh we had contenders uh the engineering fountain obviously was our, our second choice uh from uh, yeah. what we've seen uh but we we couldn't we were struggling to find the interactive element of that how how we could make that interactive without gotcha. either using water or lights or something like that um so mm -hmm. I, I still got my lights in the in the bell tower but um we were able to make a um make the the bell tower in a way such that it 
held the interactive thing inside. It was all self-contained and uh, we, we wouldn't have been able to do that with other, other landmarks per se. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, you mentioned um, you had a lot of opportunities for collaboration within Purdue to help make this happen. Uh, who were some of those collaborators for you that helped you realize this project? Definitely. So biggest shout out here goes to libraries because they helped out with a lot of the research for this, this project. Uh, they, they made sure that we had um, all the information we needed on the actual bell towers. And uh, they, I believe them and physical facilities also collaborated to actually get us the original schematics for the bell tower, the original architectural wow. drawings. Um, and we, I don't think it was original per se, but at least a scan uh, to to send it to us so we could base our designs off of that. So oh, it was- yeah, That's so great. You could get a nice view of <laughs> all of it, right? It was awesome. Like I, I uh, still have the PDF just in one of those like Purdue, kind of like my, my digital scrapbook from Purdue. Uh, but Aww. I was able to make a, get a little print out of them. And I, I actually have it hanging in my basement right now because it's so cool looking and you're able to see all the measurements and all the, uh, the way they were laying the brick and all of that stuff. It, it was fascinating to see. Wow. Yeah. That is so interesting. You got all those minute details through the original kind of plans for it. Um, wow, that's fabulous. Exactly. And and that's one of the things that I, I really applaud about um, Purdue Libraries and the people at Purdue. If you have a question, you just have to go and ask them. P people will be happy to help you find things and do the research. I mean, I'm an engineer. I'm not a, I'm not a researcher very well. Like, I'll do my researcher or my researching, but I'm not going to go through and spend hours and hours. I don't know where to look. And even if it's just pointing us in the right direction, uh, they helped out with that. And uh, it's it's great. It was really, really beneficial to the process. Excellent. Well, yeah, that's good to hear. And again, just another strong argument for why it's so important to just preserve our history for one. And certainly as a university, you never know when uh, it'll right. also come in handy for projects like this. Definitely. Exactly. And and that's a big thing too, preserving history. That's, that's really what we wanted to do. Um, one of the other things I did while I was at the university was preserve some of the train rails that were buried underneath campus since the 1880s from the old Lafayette Railway that um, went through campus at a point. Um, but but it's it's another one of those things where all of the history, all of the the beauty of Purdue, we really wanted to put into this bell tower and all of the people and the research we did to do that in a very logical and correct way is uh, very, I, I feel, makes that that penny press not only celebrating the 150th anniversary, but relatively timeless because it could be... Um, the the dyes could be changed for other things and you could you could put it all over campus so absolutely well i'm sure you also had a lot of challenges along the way too in creating the penny press uh, what were some of those big big challenges i guess that you encountered along the way that's that's a great uh great question so uh the biggest well the literal biggest challenge was figuring out how to get it through doors. Uh, because when we were originally um, trying to scope out what what this would have looked like, how tall it would have been, um, how we were actually going to build this thing, 
if we directly scaled the bell tower down, I forget the exact height, but it was going to be something like like 20 feet tall. If we directly scaled it down and we we had the the cavity that we wanted to put all the, the mechanicals in, uh, it would have been ab absurdly tall. It couldn't have fit oh. anywhere. Oh um, wow. <laughs> so we we kind of did a little bit of designing and, and kind of shrunk it down a little bit. So made it a little stubbier than it actually is. But uh, still able to get the essence of what was going on. Uh, our, our other big challenge was actually some of the folks that helped us design the uh, die for the actual crushed penny. Um, okay. Unfortunately, there's there's like one company in the US that makes those. Oh, wow. And uh, they were backlogged at the time. And I think the 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 one guy who did it like got sick or something. And all I remember is we were, it was down to the wire to uh, get the, get that stuff um, set up because we wanted it ready for homecoming. And uh, okay. it, we were down to the wire. It was, it was ready only a couple days before. So. Wow. Who would have thought my goodness. Uh, and out of sheer curiosity, where, where is this one company? Who's the one company? Ooh, I, I forget the exact name of it. I, I know they're out east. I think they're okay. in New York or Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, wow, but yeah, yeah, it's and it's a very generic name, too. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It might be <laughs> oh, like, no like Crushed Penny Inc. or something like okay. that. So, yeah. <laughs> Wow, well, that, that in and of itself is also quite fascinating, I right. think. Uh, but for all those challenges, you did have some successes. So did you have like a like big breakthrough moment or a particular success along the way in creating the Penny Press that you remember or maybe are just quite proud of? <laughs> this is going to sound so horrible, but I was so... While we were uh, working on this project, we kind of had to keep it oh. secret because it was... it. It was oh, okay. not necessarily the um, public knowledge what we were doing with this. We okay. wanted to make sure that um, folks kind of knew, hey, there's something cool that's going to be happening. And then they unveiled it at a big Dean's dinner. Uh, but as as I was mentioning, kind of the, the um, uh, coming up to that, we, we worked on it in secret and uh, Actually, one of the people I forgot to mention earlier, Kevin Hunkler, uh, helped design one of the circuit boards for the lights and sound for the, the penny press. And in order for when you put in a coin, it makes a lot of like night lights and sounds and plays the Purdue fight song, stuff like that. And he, he designed the circuit board for that. And I was integrating it into the actual penny, penny press. And I remember I'm in the storage room in Armstrong Hall on my back with a soldering iron about six inches from my nose with my head inside the penny press, uh, <laughs> oh laying goodness. on my back on with the top part on the ground. There was a little door opening and I had my head in there and I was soldering inside above my head. I'm sure uh -huh. uh, the safety people would have had not a lot of nice things to say about to me with that. But looking at back on that, it was it was really fun. Um, and with with that, that was kind of the final touch. Something had broken. I went and fixed it, and then I tested it out, and it just worked. And it, you you feel the stress just kind of come off of you. You're just like, it works. It's done. Um, and at that point, we were ready to deliver it to uh, Dean Mung and uh, debut it at the homecoming dinner, which was awesome. Oh, wow. And how, how was that? Um, what, was, what was debuting it like? And how was it received? Any moments it was, that you're proud of? Or? It was so incredibly scary. 
I remember that because I was on, I was on stage. Uh, Sedona was reading kind of like introducing the project and all of that stuff. She was at the microphone kind of talking and I was, uh, I was here standing next to on the other side of Dean Mung um, with this big obelisk covered in a tarp with, to, to kind of hide it. And uh, I had it all powered on. I had everything ready to go. And I was so nervous because I, I was still facing some of those issues. Like I got it working. It was relatively reliable, but it wasn't, it could have been, um, I could have done more testing just due to the lack of time. Um, there wasn't as much verification that I could have done to ensure it was working 100% correct. I was able to do that after the the dinner hope luckily, but, um, I was so nervous standing up there because I'm like, this thing's going to break. It's going to fail. It's going to embarrass me in front of 300 people that were in the audience, all the, all the donors for the college of engineering. I'm just going to be disgraced. <laughs> like this is it. End of my no college pressure. career, no pressure. <laughs> um, so yeah. And then we, we pulled the tarp off of it. Um, Dean Mung went and was the first one to use it and uh, made a penny oh, and uh, yeah. it worked. So it was incredibly it it was just sheer jubilation at that point that it actually worked everything. This project that was almost three years in the making had been completed and it was incredible um, to see. Oh my goodness. What a story. Well, I'm like stressed and happy for you <laughs> like, <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> well, hooray. Well, uh, job well done on that front. Certainly. Uh, now, I guess uh, with, with the penny press itself. So I think that's such a fun thing to create such a fun legacy to to have here at Purdue, which also kind of begs the question, um, what are you up to these days? Um, what what are what have some of your projects been since then? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of go into a little bit of what I what I do for work, and then I'll, I'll touch on the projects. But right now I work for a company called Intera, uh, based out of the loop in Chicago. And uh, I run all of their automation, I'm a lead DevSecOps engineer. So what that is, is development and security operations operations. I do all, basically, if you do any form of business process automation, that's me. And I go through and um, I'm working with a lot of AI right now. I'm developing in-house AIs. I'm working on um, kind of streamlining business processes, reducing the cost to deliver services, and um, basically helping people uh, do their jobs more effectively. Intera is a mainly... Uh, a breach remediation contractor. So if a company gets hacked, uh, we work on that and also delivers help desk services. So like companies can contract with us to be their IT desk. Uh, and what I do that fits into that is basically make sure that people aren't working harder than they need to, to fix these issues. If we have to uh, push out something to uh, 5,000 computers, I can automate that using a script rather than people doing that by hand. So it's really, really interesting. And I enjoy that. As of recently, due to the uh, security nature of what we've done, I'm actually a co-founder of a startup uh, called Forcheck. And what we do is we actually work with cybersecurity, uh, with companies' cybersecurity to ensure that they aren't getting hacked again. In a lot of cases, we've noticed that people uh, will get hacked and they don't actually fix the problem. They're, they're so caught up in actually dealing with the hack, getting back in business, that they're not actually going to go close the door to prevent people from getting in again. They might close the door, they might not lock it, or they might not put on a new lock. Um, so we, what our software does is we uh, call 
give what's called cyber resilience and allow uh, companies to realize what happened and how can we prevent this from happening again. So that, that's kind of what I do for work. Personally, I really enjoy making websites, designing things. Um, I mentioned lights and sound a little earlier. I'm working on a very large Christmas show right now. Uh, one of those those uh, blink and lights Christmas shows. Uh, I love gardening. Uh, I have a bumper crop of tomatoes this year. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of uh, what what I'm up to outside of work. That's excellent. A lot of lot of creativity along the way, definitely. Um, well, I think uh, one thing too, so here definitely within Purdue Libraries and I'm sure throughout the university too, we always try to encourage creativity and creation and try to inspire other people who are looking to um, create things, whether it's a podcast or virtual content or these more tangible projects um, like the Penny Press. Uh, do you have any just general advice or words of wisdom that you'd like to offer other people making and creating around campus? Wow, that is a loaded question because there's Why? a lot. <laughs> I, I could spend an hour just giving advice on how to do that. But uh, it's, it's. Uh, I, I guess what I would say to people who are, who want to go and make something is just go and do it. Like you're, I've noticed a lot of people that, um, so a little bit of background on me as well. I worked at the Bechtel Innovation Design Center on campus too, which specializes in doing exactly that, just going and making stuff. Um, so if you have an idea, head over there, head over to wh whoever you know and go and make it. There's people who are willing to help you do this, uh, willing, excuse me, willing to help you with every step of the process, whether that's libraries, the folks at Bechtel, um, even people from Epics, Purdue Engineering Projects and Community Service, um, or industry partners. One of the great projects that I was able to work on while I was at Purdue is me and uh, my roommate and uh, my neighbor, actually from the dorm I was at, were able to design and build a complete 3D printer from scratch using all of the resources on Purdue's campus. We only had to go out and buy a couple parts and uh, we obviously sourced those, but we were able to utilize a lot of the engineering staff to basically proofread our designs. We were able to use libraries to go and do research on, on different materials and all of the uh, engineering specifications to make that. And we were able to basically involve the community. One of the greatest things about Purdue is it's a very innovative school. And like going along with that, if you meet somebody, chances are they have a very similar mindset. I know that's how I made a lot of my friends my freshman year was just being like, hey, I built this. And people are like, oh, that's so cool. And you, you kind of can strike up a conversation about that. And usually by the end of it, you have uh, another minion to help work on your project. So uh that's that that would be kind of some of my words of wisdom just just get out and do it there's plenty of resources available on Purdue's campus and there's so much that um Purdue can do to help you get that reality or get that idea into a reality 
Wonderful. Well, I think this is a great time to wrap up and have anyone listening go ahead and get to whatever they need to go create and make. Well, thank you, Matthew, so much for spending time and sharing information about the Penny Press and your time at Purdue. Really appreciate it and wish you the best of luck with all the projects that you have uh, going forward. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate being on here and uh, just my, my last words, go and make it. And with that being said, the Bell Tower lives on campus on the ground floor of the Neil Armstrong Building in Penny Press form. For 51 cents, you too can enjoy the fun of the Penny Press and take home a memorable memento. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make Your Story podcast. 